Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and Pregnancy, a Lived Experience. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show. Um, and write down the secret word of that show, and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. Women diagnosed with ADHD in adulthood are more likely to have depression, be stressed, and have low self-esteem. It's recommended they talk to a professional to develop better life and stress management strategies. But here are some tips. Identify the sources of stress and make changes. Develop healthy self-care habits, such as getting adequate sleep, exercise, and good nutrition. To learn more about ADHD in women, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. So, Jan, please introduce our guest. Jeff, our guest today is Brooke Schnittman. Brooke is founder of Coaching with Brooke, an ADHD and executive function coaching company for students and adults age 8 through 80 years old. Since 2006, she has helped thousands of individuals with ADHD who are meeting with chaos, frustration, and shame by providing them the tools and accountability to focus their attention and thrive using her signature process called 3C Activation. You can learn how to manage your time and be productive by accessing her free ebook, How to Focus by Focusing Your Attention, 13 Ways to Be Productive. Also, Brooke's webisode series with Ali Idris can be found at differentbrains.org. And her website is coachingwithbrooke.com. So, Jeff, we're very happy to have Brooke with us today. Brooke, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. It's kind of <laughs> – I've been doing this for, God, 13 years now, um, so wow. many episodes. And I haven't actually done a show on ADHD and pregnancy. I've, I've talked about stimulant medications a little bit on Tension Talk video, but never pregnancy and uh, – and the cool part about it is, is I, this is great because this is like a lived experience. So I get to learn mm-hmm. a ton, which is what my favorite thing of being a host of this thing is over the years, the incredible education I've gotten from interviewing the experts or those lived experiences. So I guess to begin, um, 
you've had a child, you have ADHD, and you're actually an ADHD coach, right? Correct. What was your expectation? Like going into pregnancy, had you done some research and thought about this a little bit? Like what was, what was your mindset kind of going into things a little bit? And uh, we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, sure. So honestly, I did not do much research. There's not much out there um, with pregnancy and ADHD. I was excited um, to get pregnant. It happened fast. I'm married to an ADHD. I have two stepsons who have ADHD, so we're an ADHD family. Um, but the real concern for me was, can I take my medication? Um, and what happens after the baby's born? <laughs> I knew I was going to be able to make it through the pregnancy stage. Got it. So let me ask you a question. When it comes to taking medication with pregnancy, like when you are pregnant, there's a lot of ambiguity out there, and at least from what I've, I've seen. What's your experience on that? Sure. So I uh, take Adderall for ADHD, and I also um, now taking Zoloft for anxiety. And I was on a different anxiety medication beforehand, so I, I tried getting off of it and um, in preparation for being pregnant. And I just, I guess I tried getting off of it too soon, too quickly, um, and I didn't like how I was feeling. And what I heard from the psychiatrist who was prescribing the medication is that if you're anxious during, you know, you know it can go into your child, and then you could have postpartum depression. So uh, we decided collectively that it would be better to be on medication than off of it. So I went on to Zoloft, and that was very helpful. Um, a lot less anxious during the pregnancy. I did not have postpartum depression, and um, it just made me more powerful, um, gave me more, you know, of that clarity yep. that I needed to be strong during my pregnancy mm -hmm. and after. So since Olaf has been on the market, it's, uh, from what she's told me, it's one of the most researched uh, drugs for anxiety when okay. you're pregnant. Now, mm -hmm. did you take stimulants while you were pregnant? I did not. So uh, I felt ironically, that I didn't need it. Um, at the end of the pregnancy, I was talking to my psychiatrist, and she said, if you need it, you can go on it, um, but I wouldn't advise it um, if you don't need it. So I did not go on it. I do know people who feel that they need it um, and some people who have been on it, um, but you know, hormones change when you're pregnant, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. You don't know the pregnancy piece, but I'm sure you know the hormone piece. Yep. And um, believe it or not, I, I had greater focus in mm -hmm. the beginning um, mm -hmm. because your dopamine levels change, your estrogen levels change. So, you know, um, every trimester is different, but um, as pregnancy progresses, many women with ADHD say they actually feel better. So I was able to be as focused as I needed to be and also cut back on some of my expectations. So um, because of my training and coaching and because of my communication with my husband, I was able to prepare in a sense to take on less um, and have my coaches and have um, my assistants take on more so this way I can focus more on my well-being. So I'm going to come back to the lower expectations, but I want to kind of hold this. So in my work and working with people that are 
thinking about getting pregnant and the whole stimulant conversation, I went out and um, reached out to some thought leaders. And it's interesting because I understand there's very little research that's done on this because of the efficacy of doing this, mm-hmm. like having a group where you have a control and not control. And so from what I've heard, it's just, it's frustrating because there's not really any hard research or hard evidence that says one way or another. So it's a little bit of just guesswork or just belief systems out there. Certainly if you can do it without it, it makes some sense, but it sounds for many people, it's a challenge and it doesn't sound like you sound, you found any hard evidence uh, about it. it's a problem or it's, it's, it's fine. Correct. Yeah, correct. I um, I have not found any hard evidence, and I honestly believe it depends on the doctor you are collaborating with, uh, their beliefs, and um, how much you know your ADHD um, is impacting you. So yep. you kind of have to weigh out the pros and the cons and the potential yep. risk factors. Yes, yeah, a lot to think about. The thing that I actually have heard a lot is that when you're pregnant, the first trimester estrogen levels increase substantially, and a lot of people mm-hmm. look like that weren't taking medications like, oh, my God, where did my ADD go? Like, I feel great right now because it's right. there. <laughs> exactly. And it sounds like you experienced a little bit of that yourself. I did experience that. I was sick my first trimester, so it was a little bit of both. Um, yep. But, yes, I did feel this increased clarity and um, ability to focus without my Adderall to the point where my husband was like, do you even need it? Wow. That's, as an aside, we're talking about estrogen right now, but another commonality is when women hit that stage of like premenopause, not menopause, but before that, yep. estrogen levels drop. And we talk about the, mm-hmm. the trifecta, is it ADD, AGE, or menopause? And a lot of times, like later in life, working memory starts to deteriorate in your 40s, and then when you go through menopause, estrogen levels drop, and it can be a very traumatic experience. So that's just a FYI out there for some of the ladies that are, that are listening to this and even some of the uh, supporting um, spouses. So the, the thing I want to spend some time on here, though, that I think is really cool is you adjusted your expectations. Can you share that with our listeners? Absolutely. So, you know, as any adhd we feel we have to do everything or else we're not productive. Um, and, you know, as an aside, on a weekly basis, I am scheduling out my week to try to balance my life with personal and professional and, um, you know, hobbies. So, I I realized that when I was pregnant, there were things that I couldn't do as much because I would get tired by a certain time of day. Um, It just took more out of me, especially as pregnancy went on and I was getting bigger and more swollen. So um, I, I didn't beat myself up as much. Like, for one, obviously my exercise started decreasing because I had so much weight on my body that it was hurting my joints. And, you know, um, all the water weight that I was carrying, it just, it was hurting my back. The hormones were hurting my back. So that was an adjustment of expectations. I wasn't able to train as hard. I wasn't able to play tennis as hard. Um, But also I professionally was not able to take on as many clients. I wasn't able to be as creative in my ideas. I kind of just had to stay very basic in my routines that I already had and stay consistent as much as possible with those rather than implementing new ideas, new creativity, new expectations. So I didn't expect as much as I do on myself as I do now 
that, you know, I'm not breastfeeding anymore. My hormones are stable. I have that time. I have a nanny now. So I'm able to implement a lot more. So, and I knew, and I, and I planned for it in my business too. I knew there was going to be a drop in, you know, the amount of revenue that we made because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be as involved for hang out here for a second because you lowered your expectations so no we know you did that because that's the outcome my question to you and i'm indignant on this is that what enables you to lower your expectations i mean people talk about this a lot but people don't actually do it what is it that enabled you to actually consciously lower your expectations so that you would actually lower your expectations um i made it a priority for me to have the best pregnancy and be the best mom that I could be. And there was a lot about momming I did not know. You know, I essentially um, adopted these stepkids uh, at six and eight, so I missed those baby years. So I, didn't, I had no idea what to expect. So I was going to divulge as much time into nurturing my relationship with my daughter and making sure that I do things um, so she's developmentally appropriate. So with that, I had to let go of some of my professional expectations and some of my personal expectations. So I gave myself permission to focus. Um, I actually put it in my quarterly goals um, for my business that I was mm-hmm. going to focus on her development, and I did less business goals that quarter. So I was intentional about it. I was accountable to it with my business coach and um it made me feel good when I was hitting the check marks. Awesome. I want to accent this, that you actually lowered your expectations and you did something. I, I There's a lot of people that I've coached that have gone through this process that they reflect on. They said they should have, but they didn't actually do it. And I want to emphasize, I think that's a lot of value. I want to go to a break, but before I do, since I am not female and had a kid with ADHD, I, don't, don't, I want to con- contribute a little bit. A lot of the little listeners know that I swam in college um, I was asked to, also a master swim coach in the 90s in Tampa, Florida, awesome. and there was a period of time where I actually had a pregnancy lane. I had four women that were swimming there, all pregnant at the same time. And the reason I'm sharing this is because the the stuff that you encountered when you're when you're exercising is a bit of a challenge. But when you're in the water, the water is buoyant, and, and the, the the ladies mm-hmm. that did it shared like, oh my God, this was incredible. It was the most comfortable time of the day because their body wouldn't deal with aches and pains, and all four of them swam up to their delivery date, and the, wow. the hypothesis was it cut their recovery time in half. And I'm sharing that because yes. I hear a lot of exercise is a big deal, but it does get uncomfortable. And so from experience, my head, and again, right up the term. So if, if you're interested in that water, it might be a kind of place to go. So um, let's go to break. Uh, our secret word tonight is pregnancy. And if you're listening to the show and speaking to you, you can get some help. You can reach out to Brooke, and she can coach you through this process. To learn more about her, go to her website at coachingwithbrook, and the Brooke is with an E, dot com. Again, that's coachingwithbrook.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. 
ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Brooke having a great conversation about ADHD and pregnancy from her lived experience. She's a thought leader in this field, um, so she's got a higher level of self-awareness, and I like what she's doing because the, the cool thing is we've talked about medications and that type of stuff. We've talked about expectations, and I really think that from, from my side, on the, the women that I've worked with over the years on this, expectations are a huge deal. So that was kind of great that she brought that out and encouraged people to, to kind of adjust those expectations. So... Thank you. We go through pregnancy and we get into delivery. And yes, being a new mom, tell us about that experience with ADHD. Yeah. So the delivery was not easy. I actually, um, I'll breeze over it quickly, but because you mentioned delivery, I uh, was induced because my baby was uh, projected to be nine and a half pounds um, based on the ultrasound two weeks early. So. I was induced, I was in labor for two days, and um, I honestly think that my ADHD helped me get through it, that adrenaline. I guess whether or not you have ADHD, there's so much adrenaline um, that gets pumped into you um, in wanting to, you know, deliver a healthy baby. So um, two days in labor, and then eventually um, I had to go through a C-section. So um, I... Then had the C-section. She did come out nine and a half pounds two weeks early. And um, I luckily had a night nurse waiting for us. Uh, Actually, she wasn't just a night nurse. She was a 24-hour nurse for two weeks. And because of that, I felt like, again, I had my support system. It wasn't all on me and my husband. Um, I was able to sleep because I was pumping, so um, I didn't need to breastfeed the baby throughout the night. So I did wake up, you know, every few hours Mm -hmm. to pump, but, um, you know, ADHD symptoms do increase when you have lack of sleep. So Mm -hmm. um, I was able to get some more quality sleep than most new moms um, because I you know, implemented that 24-hour nurse for two weeks. It was life-changing. And me and my husband um, were also able to have a healthier relationship and really enjoy the time that we had with our baby um, and just and just be and, and be slow and just literally have our alone time with her. Wow. More adjusting of expectations going to have that support system on the other side. And I, I remember – um, my ex didn't have ADHD, but I remember I was like, listen, when the baby goes down, you have to go down. Like, I don't care when it is yep. because she's trying to stay up all during the day. And then the baby was up at night and like it was throwing everything off. And I'm like, just got to let this go. Cause it's like the sleep deprivation is just destroying this. I mean, it's real. Crank, it's, and, and, and I like how you said it, you know, it increases the symptoms. So if you have ADHD and you're sleep deprived, there are people with sleep apnea that get misdiagnosed with ADHD because of the symptoms. And I think that's real, real important, um, real important. So I'm glad to hear that you had that in place and you had the wherewithal. Absolutely. Could you imagine what it would have been like and had you not? No. Had you been? No. 
I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Um, and I, you know, there were some feelings attached with the fact that my daughter did not take to the breast and she actually ended up being lip and tongue tied and that's why. Um, so there were some feelings of, oh, I'm not good enough or whatever, but at the same time, also pumping helps me to be independent while the baby was there. So I was, still was able to do stuff for myself, um, not mm-hmm. as much as I typically do, but I think it's so important whether you're pregnant, whether you have the baby, whether you aren't pregnant, you always have to take care of yourself first or else you can't give to your baby. Mm-hmm. So yep. I was able to get that energy and and feel nourished so i was able to be my you know best self at that time for my newborn and when you were after the delivery and you're you're nursing you're pumping but you're more or less nursing what's this the word on medications at that point in time still ambiguous so it's the same it's the same thing so because she's drinking my breast milk i mean the doctor said, if you want to start it, you can, but, you know, she, there's a chance that it's going to go into her milk. So um, if you want to take it, what I would do is um, test out that milk, see if your child gets more hyper after that, and if so, then stop taking it. I was lucky enough, again, um, at that point that I didn't really um, – it wasn't, uh, you know, that big of a difference because of the behavioral systems and the, the lower expectations um, that I implemented that I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily need it as much as mm-hmm. some people might need their Adderall. So I decided not to take it. And then after five months, I then said, you know what, business is picking back up. I want to get back to me even more. Um, so I'm going to stop pumping and I'm going to go into formula. I think I gave her, you know, I didn't feel guilty about it. My husband yep. was on board. And then I started taking my Adderall again and I, I started feeling myself again. Yeah. This is a good stopping point. Let's go a break again. We'll come back. We can continue through this and lessons learned. Again, if this is speaking to you, call Brooke. She's got somebody built in. If you're like thinking about doing this, she can walk you through it and also help you adjust expectations because I'm hearing – Adjusting the expectations and taking the pressure off is a, is a big deal here. You can learn more about her by going coachingwithbrook.com. Remember, Brooke is B-R-O-O-K with an E. Her secret word is pregnancy. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? 
You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Brooke talking about ADHD and pregnancy and lived experience. Um, great stuff so far. I hope this is getting pause to think. I want to reiterate that in the space of this with regard to meds and pregnancy, there's a lot of you can go with your gut because of the efficacy of, of experimenting around with some of the stuff. So just know that that's out there. It's just a reality. It's an individual choice. Um, I also want to emphasize that I'm hearing a lot about adjusting expectations and lowering pressure. You know, Brooke, I've had some people that I was, I've coached through this situation. They didn't have a support system set up. They didn't really have a lot of help. Mm. They expected that they were going to go back to work almost immediately, or, or there was pressure mm-hmm. for them to go back immediately. And there was just a lot of anxiety, a lot of challenges. And I think, you know, it, it really kind of takes its toll on a person and the relationship over a, a period of time. So I kind of applaud you kind of what you did. Um, Thank so you so much. You're, you're through the pregnancy. You're, it's five months into it. You start taking your meds. You're starting to kind of feel like yourself again, but now you still have an infant to take care of and you have the rest of life. Tell us about that experience. I, uh, luckily, we were able to hire a nanny a week after, uh, not a week after, excuse me, a month after she was born. And um, she comes from 8 to 4, Monday through Thursday. So it gives me that uh, accountability of the time slots that I need to stay focused at work and know that at 4 p.m. Eastern time, I'm done, and I go right back to being a mom. Um, So that has been a built-in structure that is so important for individuals with ADHD to have, Um, and it's a blessing because I still feel like I get to focus on me, but then I have that time after 4 o'clock to play with my baby and before the nanny gets there and all day Friday to take her to mommy and me classes or to, you know, take her for a walk or just be. So Mm -hmm. I really enjoy that. And you had mentioned um, support. I actually was able to join a support group through the hospital that I gave birth at. They have a free program that has Monday support groups for new moms. And um, I just felt that the support there in moms who were, you know, had a one-month-old, two-month-old, all the way through like six months was really helpful. We joined a WhatsApp group, and I used it for a period of time until I felt I didn't need it anymore. But having other moms that I could see to virtually throughout South Florida was great. And then there was also a um, a breastfeeding um, support group, which then I ended up finding out that my baby was open tongue-tied. So having those um, pieces of information and those tools and that support and also um, implementing reading into my morning routine through the book uh, What to Expect Your First Year by Heidi Murkoff. Um, she, mm-hmm. you know, it's that famous What to Expect When You're Expected. Well, she has a What to Expect Your First Year. It's so ADHD friendly because it gives you information in bite-sized chunks. You don't have to read the whole book. You can just read month by month and see what to expect. And that, I think, is uh, very important for individuals with ADHD to kind of gauge what's going to come because without Mm -hmm. that information, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear on, you know, what to expect if you don't know what's to come and you've never been through this process before. So 
now the fun part. If reflecting back on your experience, it sounds you did a lot right from your perspective. What would be the wrong way of going through this experience? Like, what would be the complete opposite for somebody with ADHD? Oh, that's a tough <laughs> question. So, I actually coach a client who had a baby, her first baby, the um, around the same time that you know I had mine, and she approached it very differently. She continued to work but did not have a nanny um, and is exhausted a lot um, and has created a schedule with her husband where he, you know, works for uh, five hours a day. She works for the other five hours and they're on at those other times. So I honestly, you know, every, just because someone has ADHD doesn't mean that they're going to, um, you know, survive and, and thrive as a new mom a certain way. But I would say overall is just to have support, know that every day is going to be different. There's no right or wrong way of being a mom and a parent. Um, as soon as you start learning things, yeah, the baby's going to change and new, new things are going to happen. Yeah. Um, there's, no rule, there's no rule book, but, you know, have your close group of friends or support group that you can just bounce ideas off of and say, hey, have you experienced this or have you experienced that? So, you can normalize a lot of the feelings that you're feeling. I think support in general is always a great idea whenever something is new to you or you're having a hard time going through something. I haven't been in this scenario, but I've coached some people, and some of the things that I've seen that were a bit problematic were when the spouses were on different pages in terms of clutter, like the 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 male in the situation really wanted a house kind of clean and tidy. And if it wasn't, it's like mental clutter for them. And the person with mm-hmm. ADHD was challenged with that. And they were going and moving forward to have a kid, which is not going to make it any easier, but they hadn't resolved nope. that between the two of them. Um, yeah. Other, other times where just couples are not on the same page with regard to expectations, the, okay, you're going to stay home and take care of the kid, but I'm going to be going to work and doing all these other things. And that's my job. This is your job. And not being on the same page with that, not realizing is that being a mom is a hell of a lot more difficult than what it appears to be. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly moving into six months in a year uh, in that time frame, where if you're stay-at-home mom, you're taking care of a kid is repetitive and boring. Uh, you know, doing the food, mm-hmm. the diapers, sippy cup, cleaning up. It is, and there's you're no, not like no, having yeah, adult no, conversation. There's no brain stimulation, and so I've seen in the past where the the, the the female is just starved for it, and it's almost they're not intentionally do this, but they're so starved, like they meet the husband at the door, and like and they're 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 there, and they're pressing, or they want projects, and it becomes this this quest for brain stimulation because they're kind of crawling out of their, mm-hmm. their skin because they're not they don't have that they're occupied, um, not addressing those issues in advance and being aware of hey this is this is the creative outlet I've got or this is the help that I'm going to need or those types of things. Yeah, and you'll notice a lot of this is centered around the partnership around that and making sure that that's set and very ADD friendly before this happens. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I, you know, it's, it, it's it's I know we want kids and maybe there's a certain time of life, but I've learned over the years that if, if you don't set those things in, it's rocky to begin with. You're just throwing gasoline on an ADD fire and um, it might be, end up being a boy. Oh, yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, Ali and I were talking to Melissa Orlov last week. We had her on ADHD Power Tools, and she was talking about, like, expectations before you marry someone, financial expectations. Mm-hmm. So this is just one of those, another thing, right, that you have to be on the same page when bringing a human into the world because yep. it does not make life easier. It makes life harder. Um, and with that being said, things change, like, expectations change and, you know, you just don't know what to expect when you're having a baby. So, you know, my husband and I talked to a certain extent about expectations. I told him, I'm just like some of your other clients, Jeff, that after two weeks I was going to go back to work and blah, 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 blah. Um, But now, you know, there's new conversations that I didn't even think about because how can we know everything to plan ahead of time? We can't. We can't. So it's like, you know, we didn't talk about after 4 p.m. who's going to be watching the baby. It's me. Yep. <laughs> but we didn't talk about that. So that, of course, creates other things that we need to yes. talk about. And, you know, who watches the baby on Fridays? You know, how did the finances get involved now that, you know, one person's working more and one person's working less? So there needs to be some sort of flexibility yep. between both partners and ongoing conversation. Absolutely. So. A couple other air tips of just things to think about. I've seen people that have a baby and they don't think about, hey, the baby's going to get sick and I've got to go to pediatrician visits on a regular basis. And if they're going to day school, like I know my son, I had a nanny, and he went 14, 16 months, and then uh, I was a master swim coach. We would take him there. He got sick constantly for like four months while his immune system. And mm. having to, to drop the hat and go, it's like sometimes you're in a work situation that creates an enormous amount of stress. If your employer is not on board with something, that's something to do. The other thing that I remember, yes. this is not ADD, but you can throw, put in a situation. I remember when my first was born, running errands now becomes a real problem. Like, like think about, I go to dry cleaners. I'm in my car. I walk up. <laughs> I grab my clothes. I run. You have to grab the more. baby. I got to get the baby nope. out. I got to lug them in. I got to get both of them. I got to stick oh, them back yeah. in. So that, that, that chore is now three or four times longer. You multiply that through everything, and so your productivity starts to decrease. So one is home trying to get those things done, but the other one's taking four hours longer to get chores, which all goes back to the, the most important thing I think you said at the beginning. You've got to adjust expectations, and you think your way through this because if you're overwhelmed right now, when everything takes a lot longer, it's a hell of a lot more overwhelming. And keep The point really is, is have your think through this in advance. Get the support system, adjust your expectations, and be ready for it. Absolutely. You know, before when I would leave the house, I was thinking, okay, do I have my keys? Do I have my cell? Do I have my bag? And now it's like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Do I have the diaper bag? Are there enough diapers in it? Do I have milk? Is it enough milk? So, yeah, I mean, checklists can certainly um, be helpful for you, but adjust expectations and give yourself more time, too, before you leave the house. Yeah, or even we had – I think we had four diaper bags, one in each car, one Mm, in the house, and then one for the nanny. And so everything's all over the place so that if you are on the fly, like you might not remember everything, but you got most of it as a means. So anyway. Yes. Um, Yes. Any any final thoughts, tips, or insights you want to share before we bring this to a close? Yeah, I I would just say, um, again, you can't always be prepared. Um, this weekend, I took my stepson to a soccer tournament, and to, they made it to the finals. It happened to be two hours after the initial game, and we didn't have enough formula for the baby. 
So instead of going home, I went to the supermarket and got more formula and just washed out the bottle in the bathroom. So be flexible in the situation and give yourself grace and know that things are just not always going to be perfect, and that's okay. <laughs> and that they were having babies like thousands of years ago, and they didn't have some right. stuff, and you'll survive it. Like sometimes we're you so careful, we're almost and, too careful. <laughs> yes, and babies are vigilant. They are. Yeah, but they 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 can actually they be they're a ton of one. They can be great, a lot of fun. Just brace yourself because every time you get to a stage, you're like, oh my god, there's always another stage after that. But it's just a whole part of the process. So anyway, and just know that it's a season. <laughs> Absolutely. So Brett, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Always a pleasure talking to you. Everybody, check out Brooke at her website, coachingwithbrooke.com. That's Brooke with an E. Our secret word tonight is pregnancy. With that, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.